Hey, welcome to The Real Questions. This is uh, The Realisation Coach. Today we're just going to do a freeform podcast. This is the third one that we've done. Uh, I did mean to do quite a few more uh, between summer and, and now, but there you go. It's uh, the Life gets in the way as per usual, but uh, here we are, we're doing the third one. And freeform, that's what I'm calling it. I don't know if that's actually what you call it, but uh, I don't actually have any sort of notes or anything for this one. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about being uh, a dad and being married and how I see that in the 21st century when there's not so many, um, there's not so much fanfare obviously about being a, a, a dad and being a husband these days. It, it, whenever you look on social media or anything sort of on the TV or it, it's just sort of popular culture, there's not much to, 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 to really discusses how amazing it can be to be a dad, how difficult it can be to be a dad nowadays uh, and the pressures and some of the, the sort of opposing thoughts that you have, I suppose. Because... Um, it's, I remember before we had kids, it was the one thing that I always wanted when I knew that I'd met the woman I was going to be with for the rest of my life. I think I probably wanted kids more than than my wife did. Uh, and I managed to persuade her, <laughs> which was a masterstroke. Don't know how I managed that. Uh, but we have two beautiful little kids, healthy, happy, and uh, and sort of want for nothing. There's a lot of love in the household, and you know we're, we're actually quite together quite a lot of the time. Although they tend to be spending more time on their iPad now. <laughs> now that they're a wee, a wee bit older, my kids are six and four. And um, you know the the first few years of being a dad, that sort of when first born to about two years old, is hectic, man. It is hectic. It is a massive, massive change uh, between you and your your partner, the person that you love and that you spend most of your time with and uh, you're out romancing, going for dinner, going for drinks, going to the cinema, uh, going on holiday together uh, and practically sort of every weekend you're out and about and you're just living the high life, spending money because you've got money to spend, you've got disposable income and uh, that, that marriage part, that first few years of the marriage is just absolutely superb. It's just fun, fun, fun. And it, it doesn't seem to be, it's like the next part of your life. And it's a great place to be. It really is. It's an awesome place to be. And if, invariably, the, the subject of kids will come up at some time, at some point. And uh, it did for us. And uh, we were quite quick with, uh, with how quickly we had our two. Uh, there wasn't much, uh, you know, the first, Flynn was an absolute nightmare when he was first born, like he just never slept, he just never slept, the boy just did not want to sleep, he was having too much fun during the day I think, trying to get him down to bed at night was just, uh, oh man, that will not leave me, how difficult that was, and for my wife as well, Jesus Annie, how, how you did that, I have no idea, but he did not want to sleep, uh, so he was, he was, it was quite tough for the first sort of year, 18 months with him and not wanting to sleep. And then little Belle came along and she was just an absolute angel. She just slept and slept. She was like a mum. She loved <laughs> loved her bed. So she was brilliant. And then she went through a little phase of, of not sleeping and 
Flynn was the same. And God, man, it was it was tough, man. That that first few years of being a mum and dad were tough, and we were moving house to a bigger house and moving from the city out to the country just so we could have a bigger house. And you know, you look back on it now, it was a crazy, crazy period. It was great. The, you know, one of the best decisions we made to move out of Edinburgh, although I really miss it so, so much. Uh, it, it was definitely, for a family, it was the right move for us. So there was a lot of stuff that happened in, in, when, when the kids were first born. And, uh, you know, you don't really give much, you don't take much time to think about that at the time because you're going through it. There's so much to do. There's a massive big shift in priorities in your life for you and your wife. And, you know, along come a few sort of challenges that you have you're, you're not you're, you're too busy expending energy bringing up these little kids that you forget to that you need a little bit of time first and foremost on your own you need some time away from that sort of environment that's so tiring and so full on but you also miss time together just you and your partner and uh, and that that's difficult that was a difficult little period to get used to because i think especially for me and from the man's point of view um the, the dad's point of view and the husband's point of view you kind of your partner's kind of been taken away from you and that probably sounds like an incredibly selfish thing for anyone that doesn't have kids and think Christ Jesus you know you've, you've got kids you, you you can't have your wife to yourself but I, I kind of missed that part of the relationship was just me and her and that intimate relationship and, and that spending that time together which was, which was we loved that and that was kind of gone because you, you, you don't you just don't have that time together you usually the time that you've got together is when the kids go to bed and, and then when you go to bed and that can maybe be an hour in it or, a, or a couple of hours and you're just absolutely knackered. There's just there's no going out. Uh, at least there wasn't for us for the first few years. It was just we're too knackered, and um, you know, uh, all the energy and everyone was going into the kids. And you kind of high fived each other and fell down on the couch after they were in bed, uh, and that was it. And that, you know that going through that is good because it does make you, it makes you stronger as a couple. You, you're kind of you become more resilient, and you realise that you this is part of your relationship now and you're always going to have those kids and it makes it changes your relationship to make it in a, in a deeper way but I'm not going to say it was it was easy to deal with at first it was from a purely selfish point of view I found that quite difficult to deal with uh, and, and, and a challenge um, and you know along with that as well just being tired all the time and having to go to work and by that time I was commuting back up and down the road so it was like a two hours every day of commuting uh, in the car at that time as well so so it was an incredibly difficult period but but worthwhile because you're just growing and growing and growing uh, and now as I say now we're in a different part of it now we are getting more time together now me and my wife and uh, although the kids are omnipresent they're always there uh, they're becoming a little bit more independent we're still glorified taxi drivers and you know we're taking them to school uh, tw you know in the morning picking them up at night and then taking them to scouts or swimming or football training or rugby uh, and that's great, but they go to bed easier now. And uh, me and my wife get a few hours at night just to talk about what we've been doing and and stuff. And uh, but you know, still not as many dinners and nights out uh, as I would like. I think Anne's quite happy. She's not as uh, not as, as keen anymore to go out as much. But I, I still like that. The odd wee visit to Edinburgh and the odd wee weekend visit uh, up there. Um, we still get that, but 
um, you know, I'd still like it a wee bit more, but Anne's quite happy to have a glass of the wine on the couch, which is cool. I mean, we, we just we just sort of divide our time up there uh, doing that, and, uh, and and that's great. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's so, it's such a strange time in a man's life, I think, is when you're just, either you've been married and then straight into having kids, or you've had that extended time uh, between being married and having kids, and I would say that to anyone that's listening, that if you are, if if marriage is on the cards, and and or some of you might, marriage might not even be on the cards, but there's a long-term relationship, and you're thinking about having kids, I would say, most important thing is to spend a few years doing your thing, doing your thing together, because that's an invaluable time, and I wish I had a few more years of that with Anne, just me and her, uh, maybe doing a little bit of travelling. She Anne done a hell of a lot of travelling before I'd met her, a lot more than I did. Uh, I'd, done, I'd done my fair share as well, but we didn't do much together. We did a little bit of um, Eastern Africa together on our honeymoon, and uh, a few wee, uh, you know, sort of joints for holidays and things like that, but, but not as much of the experiences and the adventures that, that we would have liked or that I would have liked. So I would urge anyone that's out there thinking about having kids that's in a long-term relationship, you take that time, take a good few years and really enjoy that, you know, because it takes a wee while before you're then doing that again, together. And it will be when then when our kids are a little bit older, when our kids are a little bit older, and we would rather take them to, I mean, obviously Disney World looms large, you've got to take your kids to Disney World, that seems to be the way it is, I'd rather, and I think I would rather as well, we've discussed this, take them on a, a sort of, you know, camper van trip around Canada for example, we'd rather do that and take a month off or six weeks off and go and do that with them, that would be amazing, that's the kind of family we are, we'd much prefer to do that, but I'm pretty sure the kids will be wanting to do uh, Disney World at some point. But that comes when they're slightly slightly older again. And then you might not get another chance to do things again until the kids are sort of teenagers. And um, so that's, you know, there's a lot of time where you don't have that time with your, with your partner, the person that you love. And throughout that time with having kids and, and growing through your marriage, you grow, you become stronger, hopefully. Not always, but you become stronger. It's a deeper relationship. It changes. It's always changing. All the relationships in the family are always changing, obviously. And it's always about just keeping on top of that and, and being aware that that change is there and that your relationship changes and and I think that's something that I kind of struggled with at first, I alluded to that earlier on in the podcast there, that I struggled to, to deal with that change because I didn't at first like where it was going, It was I was trying to grab on and keep a hold of what we had, that sort of real closeness where it was, you know, I had this stupid saying, like it was like Team Fedgar which was Anne's uh, maiden name was Edgar and mine's Ferry obviously and we combined them and called it Fedgar so that's just me being cheesy and ridiculous so you can have a laugh at that but but it was like Team Fedgar for a while there and it was just me and her and it was awesome uh, and and you know so I, I struggled when I didn't get the attention as much and I'm just, I don't mind saying that now I know looking back now I did kind of struggle with not having the attention as much in my wife and uh, that's maybe just a male thing you know it's a pride thing probably and uh, you know, it took a wee while to get used to that, and you don't always appreciate how much change is going on between the two of you when you've got the kids. So, uh, you know, that that took a while to get used to, but you know, you come out the other end of it and you realise that um, that you know it, it's changed for the better. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of bit went off and one there for a little bit, but. Uh, 
where would you I wonder if anyone would have any thoughts on that if anyone's been through the similar experience if any fathers or dads or husbands have had any sort of similar feelings with, with having newborn kids uh, and, and raising them up through toddlers and school age and, and how that changes the relationship and what the pressures so yeah, I mean it's uh, it's an interesting sort of situation to, to be in and it's going through another little evolving into a different phase again it's evolving into our kids becoming a little bit more independent and uh, you know it gives me and Anne a little bit more time to, to sort of get back together and, and do the things that we used to enjoy uh, but you, you end up doing these things and, and inviting your kids or, it, or what's the word exposing them to the things that you used to do like climbing we used to go indoor wall climbing indoor climbing and that's something that we're going to be looking to get them both into this this coming summer uh, so I'm looking forward to that that's going to be awesome and uh, you know hopefully me and Anna will get another little break away another few days away we're in Ibiza just uh, earlier on this year um, and that was awesome we enjoyed that that was great fun it was actually uh, it was earlier on this year so that was good doing things like that is important I think at that stage in the marriage when it's just the two of you and you can do adult things again and you can go out and stay out for a night rather than thinking right okay well we're taking them to the soft play tomorrow so we better go go easy on the wine or the music or the night out and get back at a decent time you can just uh, uh, it's very important I think to sort of cut loose when you've got kids, get somebody to look after the kids for a night or or a couple of nights if you can. Some kind grannies out there, you know, ask ask the grandparents. They're always usually happy to take the kids so that you can go away for the weekend and uh, uh, just to get up to some mischief wherever it is. If we sort of you know city break or away uh, abroad or something, just see if you can do that because that's always a good way of of keeping that sort of spark that was there when you first when you first met each other when you were first married and in a relationship. So I think that's a really important part. And uh, yeah, and then it's then and then you're just left with being a, a good dad to your to your kids. And that's probably one of the most scary and um whoa, what would you say? It really tests you. I think it really tests your patience first of all. Uh, definitely test your patience and because there's no instruction book for this there's no instruction book about parenting and I've read quite a few books about it I've read blogs I've been Facebook pages and nothing really prepares you for how responsible the responsibility of that role is is immense as it is with uh, the, the mum role as well is that being a parent is just an immense responsibility it's tiring it's uh, you're, you're stepping into the unknown and hopefully if you've had good parents yourself then at least you know how you were brought up and you can you can dig into that and and and, and remember what were the values and the principles that you set that you were set in your lives and try and make sure that that was that's instilled in your kids as well because that's that's probably the biggest responsibility is you don't want to bring these kids up to be brats you don't want to bring your kids up to be entitled. You want them. You've got to be able to put them. You've got to be able to know where to draw the line. You've got to be able to know when to say no and to be st- stubborn's not the right word. You've got to be confident enough to know when to put your foot down and say, no, you can't do that, and here's why. 
No, you can't get that, and here's why. And that kind of behaviour is not acceptable because... So you need to have those values and principles worked out in your own head before you can impart them and instil them in kids. And to be honest, (laughs) there were questions I had to ask myself when my kids were already born and you're teaching them. Yeah, I didn't have it all worked out before the kids came. You have to roll with the punches sometimes. You have to make it up as you go along and you have to ask yourself some big, big questions. Questions you've never asked yourself in your life before. And luckily, I've had had some good parents when I grew up and they gave me some really strong values and, um, uh, and ways of looking at life, quite a positive way of looking at life. And, you know, those are, you know, you've got to have rules. There's got to be rigid, set rules because kids need rules. You can't let them run about mad. You can't just leave them to their own devices. They need to have rules. We all need to have rules. A lot of people will disagree with me there, but kids have got to have rules. They've got to have something to sharpen their... What would I say? Sharpen their personality on, hone their personality on, because when guess what? When they leave you... Well, let's say the bosom of the family, for want of a better expression... It's nasty out there, it's difficult, it's a challenge, you've got to be brave, courageous, and you've got to have a set of skills. It sounds like Liam Neeson, you've got to have a set of skills, a particular set of skills, to get through life. And you've got to teach them, that's your responsibility, and you better teach them well, because if not, when they get out there, they're going to get a shock, because mummy and daddy aren't going to be there to pick up the pieces all the time. So you've got to make sure that they're self-confident that their self-esteem is where it needs to be that they've, they've, they've confidence but not arrogance and not an expectation that everyone's going to be laid on a plate you've got to try and get that growth mindset in there you've got to tell them that life's a bitch sometimes in the nicest possible way you've got to prepare them for that you can tell kids but they'll just still go in one ear and out the other so you've got to over months and years and actions show them how to react in situations how to deal with life and they're always watching they're sponges you have no idea the amount of times that I've been caught by my kids caught out when I'm telling them one thing when they've seen me do something different and opposing to that that I'm trying to teach them they've said but dad you've done that you did that the other day and I was like and and they catch you out it's amazing they're so observant kids really a lot more observant than adults because they've just that's how they learn between between being born and seven years old that is when they build the framework of this is how it works and usually that comes from an unconscious an unconscious observation of how their peers and mentors and, and you're their mentors you're their main source of how to behave you and you, it's when you realise that's a bit scary <laughs> I didn't realise that before I had kids to be honest it took me a wee while to, to realise that it was uh, that, that responsibility is pretty huge so don't think about it too much and scare yourself alright because it's alright but it is there and there's no point in avoiding it you've got to own that so it's been on a personal note as well it's Sometimes the most difficult thing I find 
now that my kids are, I'm approaching 40 now, and my kids, as I see, are six and four, Bella will be five soon, is you almost feel, I almost feel anyway, I don't know if other dads and mums feel like this, but I almost feel everything in, in my life, apart from my family, has stalled a little bit. I've not got to where I've wanted to in my career, and that is a lot to do with me as a person, um, a lot to do with me and, and sort of my flaws and my weaknesses. But uh, it certainly makes it a hell of a lot more difficult when you've got a family. And uh, how do I feel about that? How do I feel about that? It's been a challenge, I think, um, because I know that if I'd had more time to invest in my career, then I would be in a better position than I am now, if I hadn't had kids. And that's me just being brutally honest. So, no doubt that there will be people and families out there uh, and couples out there who have succeeded in running a family and excelling in their career and I'm sure there is out there uh, you know I I know of a few and um, to be honest a bit envious of that I've got I'm just being open and honest here and opening up I'm quite envious of that because I've not been able to do that I've I've really uh, struggled to match the career goals that I had before I had kids Uh, we've just been so bloody tired and, and having no time to do these things and no energy to do them because family is my priority my kids are my priority that's I know that I know that for a fact and I knew that before I had kids that things would change and I would have to change the way I I go around my career but I kind of I'm a bit disappointed with how my career has has panned out uh, because family life has taken so much energy uh, away from that side of things Uh, so I'm not you know, I, I see myself as not being as successful as, as I thought I might be before I had kids in my career. I thought I'd be in a better position than what I am now. Uh, and that's that's a difficult thing to sort of to take as a man, I think. Um, certainly, well, I don't think I know. I feel it every day. And, uh, and, and that causes me a bit of anxiety and a bit of a, a bit of a bummer. But then the funny thing is, when I'm coaching my son and the son, my son's football team, and when I'm, I do, I do coaching. I coach football. I coach rugby at the weekends, and I know that I wouldn't be able to do those things. And those are some of the. That, that's one of the best parts of being a dad, is being able to see your kid develop and see the potential and be able to guide them without pushing them into it. It's helping them to guide them. Uh, that, that's a great, great thing to be able to do with your kids. It's really rewarding, and I, I would say that probably as a as a family guy, I think that's probably more rewarding than any sort of career. Okay, at least I hope that way anyway. So, family will always be the, the priority, but it has come at an expense of my career, and that's maybe taken me quite some time to, to sort of acknowledge that and accept that. I've accepted it now, 
uh, and it's it's still I'm a bit ambiguous about how it makes me how it makes me feel, but I've accepted it now, and we just have to we just have to get on with it. But maybe at some point in the fullness of time, I will realise that making the family priority is the most important thing. I think that's true now, and uh, I believe that to be true. So that sounds like the family's back. So it's time for me to wrap it up, but I hope you enjoyed this one. It's a free-form podcast. I uh, didn't have any of this written down, and it's just been completely uh, improvised going for uh, you know going through this. So I hope you enjoyed it. But please, because I've done a free-free-form fo- podcast, if you have got any comments or, or you know anything at all, any dads out there that have got similar feelings or similar thoughts, then uh, please you know sort of back me up. Uh, or or say, you know what, try this, this worked for me, Um, I'm open all ears. But thanks for listening, that was podcast number three from The Real Questions, and uh, if you have any questions, fire away. Thanks. Enjoy your night. Thank you.